Hello, Bizarre Story friends. You've tuned in to the Bizarre AF, where we talk about the strange, the absurd, the unknown, and things that are Bizarre AF. I'm Kevin. I'm going to be your host for today's episode. And as always, we ask that you keep an open mind, keep a skeptical ear, but keep listening to the facts as we take you on our newest journey. True story. A living psychological nightmare. friends welcome to another exciting episode of the bizarre af and as always i would like to welcome my co-hostess with the most tests always <laughs> alicia how are you doing alicia oh my god i'm so <gasps> you care you really <laughs> care <laughs> i thought we'd bring in a live studio audience today. yes yeah i am i'm doing great good yeah i'm excited about this episode i'm excited for uh-huh. summer i you know i know on this episode yeah. we're gonna be going um on a flight uh-huh. so i have my today i have my um little, my hawaiian little like tra- travel sh- travel outfit w- romper uh-huh. and um i'm feeling tropical i'm feeling you know yeah Get me tan. Get me. <laughs> yeah. Get me a pina colada. I will settle for an amazing uh, orange mimosa. drink. Mimosa. Yes. Uh-huh. Cheers. 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 Um, but I'm excited for today. You'll find episode. out we're not going to a beach today. Oh man, I thought that if I dressed for the occasion, <laughs> so you know they they say like dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah, that's what I'm doing here. Well, we we can only. Wish that they would have been going somewhere warm. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> this, oh, no. this is in fact, you know, we always talk about, oh, that that's a living nightmare. Or you say something and go, you go, we go, that is a living nightmare. Oh, yeah. Right? No, 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 no. What we're going to talk about today is like the ultimate psychological living true story nightmare. Oh my God. Is it going to make us question whether or not we want to get on a flight again? Because the other. Maybe. We've done an episode in the past. Uh huh. We have. That did make me think. Hmm. I don't know, dude. <laughs> but see, we sure. could do we could do stories about boats. Yes. Cars. We did one on that, that submersible, the yeah. Titanic. Yes. That's true. Of course, I would never. I already told you I'd never do that. But. Right. I don't know. We we have to be in cars. We have to be on boats, and we have to be on planes. We and have so, to live our life. <laughs> we have to live our life. And so you just hope, yeah, beyond, beyond hope that what I'm going to talk to you about today just never ever happens. Okay, I'll buckle up and buckle up. I should have brought my sweatshirt, maybe instead <laughs> yeah. of uh-huh. instead of few, my romper. Few, few layers. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about something that happened back in the early '70s. Okay. And when I start talking about it, you you may rem- have may remember some things ab- yeah, ab- about this. Although, when were you born? I was born in 1987. Mm. <laughs> okay. 
So this will be a brand new story for you. Great. <laughs> Great. I'm here. I'm living for it. <laughs> so in 72, there was a, a rugby, was this rugby team. Oh, yeah. Um, it's actually called Old Christians Club and they're part of the rug, rugby union. And, you know, rugby is not, I mean, it's a U.S. thing, but it's really like European and Spanish and, you know. Really everywhere South American. else in the yeah, world. Yeah, I guess yeah. everywhere else. Yeah. Uh -huh. And real quickly, for those of you who do not really understand what rugby is, imagine our American football in shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, really no padding. I actually No padding, no helmets. No, I mean, mm -hmm. it is equally if not actually more aggressive and yeah. you have no protection. Have so, you ever played rugby? These guys are, these men are men. They're they are, men's men. They like have like their legs are like <laughs> oh my tree trunks. Good Lord. So love, love it. That's probably why they wear shorts. <laughs> like, look at my legs. Yeah. Well, they pants don't fit over their <laughs> yeah, right. quads. Right. I've not ever played. I've not. I have. Yeah. I was, I broke my hand playing rugby. I believe it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Um, and you know, it, it's a lot of fun and it, it's a, an aggressive sport, mm -hmm. but, um, one of the first things that you're taught when you're playing rugby is how to safely tackle. Mm -hmm. So because there are no padding, there is no padding. No, you can't, you have to really be, you have to know what you're doing when you're tackling and stuff. So there's a lot of time spent That's right. on safe safety and well, knowing how to fall and stuff like that. And I've, I get the sense that these, these teams are very um tight they they're they're real you know as far as relationships and, and they're, they're they're brothers right yes that's how they, they yeah and sisters very close. yeah you have to be very close yeah. yeah i mean it's like any sport but i think that there's a, a different kind of camaraderie it seems like there is yeah. mm -hmm. and so this team they're they're very very good very very bonded um and they were going to go to a match but they had to fly like a good old long distance okay. and um like santiago like south america uh -huh. okay and so and they're going by the way this this team they're young they're like right. early 20s oh yeah 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 you don't really see like 50 year old rugby players <laughs> right right play yeah these guys are Young, limber, muscly, Fit. energetic. Yeah. yeah, they've they've got it, right. Okay, so the young, young, young people. Okay, there's a and this is a a flight. It's flight flight five seventy one, and the idea is they're gonna go to their their match. Uh, and there's forty a total of forty five passengers. Forty five. Okay. Forty five. Yep. And so the plan was to fly. Over the Andes, which is Andes, which is Andes, I think is what the Andes it. mountains. The yeah. mountains, they're like they're like Rocky Mountains. They're yes. like massive, yeah, massive huge. mountains. And then you get over them, and then it's like beach and ocean, right? Right, mm -hmm. yeah. So they were going to play an exhibition game in Chile. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a low pressure game. It was like wasn't really part of any seasonal match. It was more of just kind of like. An exhibition game, and they're by the hey, while we're in Chile, let's have a little vacay. Yes, let's have some fun. Uh, yeah, so they chartered this U.S. Air Force military plane, which I guess was quite common in Uruguay at the at the time, and so it was going to be a very straightforward four hour flight. 
So, on October 13th, 72, uh, it's Monticello to Sandia, Santiago. And because they had bad weather, they were going to make a stop in uh, uh, in Mendoza. Um, because you're not supposed to fly over the Andes in the afternoon because of the way the winds work. And it just makes it really, really treacherous. Oh, God, yeah. Um. And because of some laws and other kind of crap, these U.S. military, they, these flights, these planes, mm-hmm. they couldn't stay in Argentine, on Argentinian soil for more than 24 hours. Like it was some weird law, weird law or agreement or whatever. Sure. Like <laughs> whatever. if you have like a, <laughs> if you have a military flight landed there for over 24 hours, we think you're going to try to take over our, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and so they didn't make a flight that day. So they were, they were, so they were totally going to be F. So everything was like rushed, 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 right. rushed, 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 And so, um, but the pilots say, okay, we need to be really cautious because there is some um, really bad weather. So kind of, they knew kind of somewhat what to expect. Um, and so they're like, okay, we're going to have to go way, way south to, Managua, I think is what it's pronounced. And then over this pass over to Chirico and then up to, to Santiago. So if you're, if you're watching on video, it's like you go north and you travel way, 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 way south. And then you go west over the mountains and then you go up, 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 up to your destination. They had to do that because oh, of weather. Uh-huh. They still have to fly over the Andes, but it, they just had to go take a really weird long path. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they get down to their, their turning point, and guess what time of the day it is? <gasps> Afternoon. Afternoon, of course, because because it takes so fucking long for them. Yeah, yeah. So they hit this really bad turbulence, um, and at one point they actually hit an air pocket, made them drop two thousand feet in like in an instant. Like that's how bad things were getting. No, <laughs> that's a big drop. Yeah, um, and so. And they're completely covered in clouds. Like, no one can see anything. Sure, yeah. No visibility. No visibility. Yeah. Um, and then, at a moment, the clouds open up. And for a quick second, they see the mountains. Like, huge, rocky oh. mountains that they are flying through. No. And from that moment, it was about three seconds later the right wing hits the side of the mountain and shears it <gasps> off and then pops the back of the plane open. And so the last three rows are just sucked right out of the plane. Oh my gosh. Um, and so now miraculously this plane is now like heading. So it like hit the mountain. Yes. It kind of went up and now it's going down the other side of the mountain. Oh my like God. Like the, the front half fuselage of right. the plane, right? Right. Cause the last, the last three rows are just gone. gone. Um, and so it hits belly first. Uh, and, and then that impact caused the left wing to break off. Oh, great. Um, and so now you have this wingless fuselage. <laughs> Sliding down a mountain at 200 miles an hour. It's like a bobsled. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. How scary would that be? Okay. Like, like, <laughs> like we're talking about this right now, right? 
you and I are talking about this. This is terrifying. This is probably happening in the matter a matter of seconds. seconds. So you don't really. It's almost like a a blessing that you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, because it's happening so quickly. Yeah. you can't brace yourself for yeah, it. Wings popping, plane splitting in half, sliding down a mountain. Left wing pops off like. Oh, chaos, yeah, you're, chaos. you're going down, you're bobsledding, you're sledding down a mountain and uh-huh. you did not ask for it. No, wasn't, no. wasn't part of the agenda. Oh my God. So it travels about 2000 feet from the top of the ridge to this abrupt stopping point. It like hits some rocks and it just like stops. Uh. And this captain, the captain, um, Marcialo, um, there's a guy named Roberto. Casina, and then Gustavo Supino. And Casina and Supino were both, happened to be both medical students also. Oh, okay. So the team's captain, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they they don't have much training, but like they're the ones that have some training. Yes. So they kind of jump up into action. And of course there's people just dying. They're screaming and in pain and dying. and So- so they it stops. Yeah, they immediately jump into action. And yeah, are like yes. How can, Who we, can help? we help? Yeah, of course. Like one, bravo. Yeah, I that would I would be like in shock. Yes. I would probably be there thinking, what's just how? Yeah, I just yeah. Like you're like what? What? Where am I? Am I? What Where is going I? on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like trying to get your bearings. They jump Ugh. up right away and say. How can what we, we? What can we do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? That's who you want on a flight, right? Well, they said one of the guys, one of them is, was in shock. He just lights up a cigarette and he says, "We're we're dead." He's lighting up. We're fucking dead. We're just one dead. of the people. One of the passengers. Yeah, he's just so so in shock. He just lights up a cigarette and he's like, "We're dying. We're dying. We're dead." He's a realist. Yep. Shock. So shock. there's other people. They're all reacting different ways. Some people right. can, can get out of the plane, pacing back and forth. Um, this oh, they said this one guy kind of lost his mind. He was like pacing back and forth. He's <sighs> like, "I'm the president of this country. Nothing bad's gonna happen to me. I am invulnerable." Um, I mean, just like losing he his has, shit. He has like a a break. Yeah, a mental he's break. Like breaking right. Which another, let's be another, let's be honest. We would all want like that's a realist that's someone who's like really seeing it i almost i would say like people who are like reacting normally you're not really thinking in a real no well no <laughs> like that guy is Can't like prepare more for that fuck no that guy's more like probably based in reality like saying i'm president of the united states like this fucking <laughs> crazy ass shit happens so i can say whatever the fuck i want right i mean because everyone shit. behaves differently yes. right yes. yeah another man starts running toward the airplane the like he gets out and he's like running like away like toward the other half of the airplane which is on the other side of the mountain yeah he just disappears over the snowdrift and never is seen from again oh so you know you know how you hear like fight freeze or flight or whatever or that flight, yeah, yeah that like that reaction uh-huh oh he took flight yeah <laughs> yeah just- and disappeared I wonder if he had like some kind of concussion or something from yeah, the, that's highly probable. Yeah, like he probably like his his brain was fucked up from mm-hmm. the. I, of course, it's like a 
you know, you're experiencing this, it's extreme. You're, you do not know how to react to that kind of trauma. And then on top of it, he probably had some kind of brain injury and yeah. was acting like a rabid dog or something. Exactly. Just fucking ran. Holy I, shit. Yeah. And then you're, you're sitting there. If it were me, I'd be like sitting in my seat thinking, holy shit, what is going on? Yeah. Where am like, I? What do I do? What is happening? I can't unbutton, unbuckle. Like even if I've gotten into like a little, like a minor fender bender, mm-hmm. my brain. You're just, yeah, it's like shock. I can't think of like, yeah, yeah, I can't think of like, okay. Like, especially at a traumatic event, mm-hmm. you can't really think through things properly. Like for me, I'm thinking, wait, what, what number am I supposed to call? Where's my cell phone? You know, just, yeah. just like, it's like, you're like, 20 seconds behind time. Like mm-hmm. you're slogging through it. But yeah, people like to think about smoking a cigarette. If there's any, if there is ever a time <laughs> to smoke a cigarette, yeah. my friends. Yeah, right after. It is right yeah. after you have on been on a flight. A mountain. Oh my God. <laughs> and you've tobogganed down. And this is only the beginning. Oh of, my God. This is just the very beginning of our nightmare. <laughs> right. So... One of the players, named Nuendo, 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 um, he had multiple skull fractures, and his head is starting to swell and swell so much that they can't even recognize him. So they're they're confident he's dying. Yeah. So they put him in the coldest part of the plane to try to help reduce the swelling, yes. keep his body, you know, slow and. But they're also athletes, so they know about this yeah, kind of so stuff they know as well. Some things. Yeah, on yeah. top of that, yeah, so that's they're, great. So they're doing what they can. Yeah. Pilot dead on impact. Oh wow. Co-pilot was still alive, and they said he kept saying, "No, we passed Carico. We we passed Carico. We passed Carico. How did we hit a mountain? How did we hit a mountain? Because Carico was the part where." Um, after they had flown over the mountains, they were going to go back up north. And so they should have been like um, on the flatlands um, toward the beach or toward the ocean. So they would. So in his mind, they had already flown over the mountains. They were supposed to take their right hand turn and go back up north to oh, their destination. So he's yeah. he's saying, no, we passed Carico. We passed Carico. How did we hit a mountain? Because they should have been over the mountains. Right. right? And so this statement is going to be interpreted by the passengers and some decisions that they're going to make based on that statement are going to be wrong because that's in their mind, the captain or the co-pilot is telling them where they should be. Right. So they have all their decision-making now has to come from that. They don't know anything else. But once again, like we're talking about it, perhaps the co-pilot had his fucking head scrambled slightly like could be too upon impact or trauma or it's like trying to make sense of the situation so he is saying we already passed through it well it was inclement weather like yeah the whole time this flight was like fucked they're trying to get around weather and they clearly didn't right and they and so now they're thinking okay well if that's where we are we're gonna be rescued in a few hours because we are we are if you look on a map, you'll see that there's like civilization very close. Very close to it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, okay, so they think they're so they're clearly in the mountains. They're so hopeful. they think they're right on the base. They're, they're gonna be rescued soon. Right. 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 And of course you would listen to the, yeah. the co-pilot. So thirty-three people survived that initial crash of the forty-five. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty fucking that's shocking. A, that's a lot. That's for m- like, more than half. Yeah. That's more than half. Like more than half survived. You had 
the whole back of the plane. Yeah. Both off. wings. Yeah. And you sliding down a mountain. Then you toboggan down the fucking mountain. Holy shit. Nuts. So the team captain starts giving everyone tasks to keep them moving and motivated. Oh, God bless him. And then pretty soon darkness falls. And so they have to be crowded into this small little area in the plane that's wide open, by the way. Because yeah. the front it's just the front fuselage. Mm -hmm. They're trying to stay warm. Um and so remember, these are young boys from Uruguay. They're used to warm beaches. They don't spend time in the mountains. They don't go to the mountains. They don't experience snow. No. These are warm, weathered bodies, people. Right. And I, I, you grew up here, right? So you understand like cold. Personally, I grew up in, um, you know, Southern, like California and Arizona. So yeah. When, Warm weather. When my, when I at first started to like experience cold weather, I didn't know how to dress for it. I didn't know about layering. Exactly. Like it sounds, it sounds so silly, but you you don't even have the clothes for it. Right. Like you don't you don't know how you're supposed to. Oh, cover your head. All of the heat. We're comes not planning out of your head. on staying on top of a forty thousand foot mountain. We were no. going to the beach in Chile. Yes, <laughs> to play rugby. <laughs> right. Yeah. So in about seven days, uh, no, back up. So by the morning, five more people died oh just as God. a result of their injuries. So are they still stay, like at the site? They're still the in the site. fuselage. Okay, okay, Yeah, okay, they're okay. still huddling around this front in fuselage. Right. So now there's 28 people left. Another day passes. So now we're on two days, three days. And it's a Sunday, and there's two planes flying over <gasps> looking for them. Oh, my God. They don't see them. I mean, they're little microscopic right. ants on the side of a big, white, snowy mountain that has rocks protruding. They can't see them. Right. And it's not like, like you know, we're sitting here like saying, oh, I, maybe they should find flares or like try right. to light a, fire, light a fire, you know? Yeah. But it's cold. Like how? And they're in a metal plane. Like. And who, that who guy carries... who was smoking a fucking cigarette is like, yeah. fuck you all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to find some more tobacco. <laughs> so then one of the players notices that Nundo wasn't dead. The one that had the brain, the big yeah. bad brain. Uh -huh. They notice he wasn't dead. This is like two days later. And so they pull him into the plane with everyone else so they can start taking care of him. Because they yeah. figured he's, he's, dead. he's dead. Yeah. No. <laughs> Seven days later, they're still seven days on the side of this mountain. Now he's able to walk. Nundo is uh huh. Communicate, talk, walk. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, you know what's working in his favor is his age and the fact that he's an athlete. Like his body's in for good sure. condition, for right? Sure. For sure. But also, if you have swelling, what's the first thing you're told? You know, you have to compress also put um some cold like cold and heat and stuff like that yeah but that cold did him it did, wonders it did wonders yes fuck um, He's, he amazing. was alone amazing he was alone and yet like they're like oh it's been how many days seven mm-hmm they're like oh he's not dead <laughs> let's just go and check on him oh he's still not dead okay let's grab him oh amazing he's like um do we have any biscuits or something I'm kind of hungry <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You're like, what the fuck? Like, your brain was Dead so swollen a minute ago, we couldn't yeah. recognize you. Dead man walking. Crazy. So they're able to generate water by melting snow on some black aluminum parts that they had found from the plane. Oh. 
Oh yeah. So, um, and they did have some candy bars, some crackers, wine, um, and some (laughs) snacks. And so they're just obviously trying to ration small little squares of chocolate or a cracker. And then they would maybe take a little cap of, you know, red wine. And, you know, they're really just trying to ration. Right. But very soon they were out of food and they were going to starve to death. And one of them said they were, they started eating toothpaste. And at one point it was almost like a treat to them. Oh, of course. Like tasting that sweet, sweet toothpaste. You know, they get, someone gets a little cap of it and, you know, it was like, oh, it was a treat. Right. Because it's been seven over a week at this point. That's right. So they find this little, they find a small radio and they're able to hear a chili radio station and news and hear that people are looking for them. They hear the news saying we are looking for these people so they can hear them on the radio. Which is a blessing and a curse. Blessing and a curse. Because you're listening to it and you're like, oh, cool. I'm right here, I'm right here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, like what you, it's like you have to adopt, not to bring Star Trek up again, but Mm -hmm. you have to. Like, you have to adopt that Star Trek thought process where it's like, nobody's going to come to save you. Right. So you need to figure out. You got to figure it out. How to, how to make it easy to, one, you have to figure out how to, how to save yourself. And then two, you know. You just have to figure you like you can't put anything like just assume nobody is going to find you. That's right. If yep. you're listening now, smoke that cigarette. And <laughs> be prepared. That's be, prepared. be prepared. Always be prepared. <laughs> so now they're totally out of food. Oh my god! What is around Seven them? Days. Airplanes, metal, snow, snow. and rocks. Rocks. They are in the top of the mountain. It's not, not even like there was vegetation. Right. There's nothing like, yeah, you're, you don't have like moss even to like lick or whatever. Like there's nothing. No. So they've got to figure out, like, we've got to get out of here. And it's all young. like Young guys. The thing that's kind of surprising to me is that they're not like, okay, how do we get down and out? It's been right. a week. Exactly. It's kind of surprising that they don't try to find a way. And so they're desperate. They're trying to find yeah. anything. And um, they're, I mean, they're, they try to tear the airplane seats apart to see if maybe there's like straw to eat, to eat. Yeah. Um, they try to eat actually the leather thinking, oh, it's an animal byproduct that totally makes them sick because you know how processed leather right, is. Right, right. Yeah. They process it with all these Stain chemicals, and chemicals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That totally made them sick. They had no options the only choice left was to eat the dead. Oh my God. One, you never want to be in a situation where you have to do that. But are you curious as to what they taste like? <laughs> I, sort of. I totally am. Like, Curiosity will kill me. <laughs> it would, yeah. It would take this situation for me to do it. But But if you are so desperate and it also like it seems like there's something going on with them psychologically like they are it's like this helplessness that they have like they are going through everything that they have in their place and it's like it's almost like they don't have the confidence to try to leave this the crash site they um because if you psychological if you were to be what they were and to look at the view yeah from where they were, it was like there was nothing 
to be seen anywhere except monstrous mountains. So they felt like they couldn't leave. Like, like they were if stuck. They did, right. Like they would just die trying to get over these mountains because they were so, they were forever as far as they could see. But you also think they're malnourished. Their mm -hmm. brains aren't functioning properly. Right. They're probably cold as fuck. Yes. Right. Because they don't have layers on. No. So it's like no, none of this, none of, none of this thought process that's, that's occurring is mm -hmm. happening like with a sane and cogent mind. Mm -hmm. Their minds are fucked really like they are yeah. they their minds are they're, they're malnourished yeah. they're not 100 percent. they can't think things through that's right so it makes sense that they would make these these uh calls and considerations so the people broach the idea with the team captain about eating the dead and the captain says absolutely not this is not an option they are our brothers not not doing it we're not doing it yeah, of course. We've we got to figure something else out. Thank God he said that because you lose your humanity quicker. So now it's day 10 mm. on the side of this mountain. And they, and as they did every day, they would turn on the radio and they would hear that the rescue you know, was going, going, going. But today they say the rescue has been suspended. <gasps> oh, oh. <gasps> so they... They, this whole time they've been listening to the... To the rescue. Which is fucking with their heads. They're like, oh, no, they're going to find us. They're going to find us. Like, just take another nap. Like, just and Now day 10, here. they hear, suspended. We can't We're find stopping them. the search. Yeah, because that's a lot of manpower. So now they think there's no longer... No one's looking for survivors because how could these people survive in the top of these Andes Mountains in the cold for 10 days? So <laughs> right. That's, they're, they're like, that's just not... Yeah. Plausible. Um, and so the rescuers, they're thinking, okay, we're going to go get the bodies in February and March when the snow starts to melt and it'll be easier to find. So it's going to be a recovery mission. Yeah. So now these guys are desperate. And as you said, they truly are in their minds, dead men walking. Right. Yeah. They've got to save themselves. They've got to figure out something, but they are starving. It's not like they could take a journey. They're starving. Is that cigarette guy still alive? Yes. <laughs> Eat cigarettes. Is that what you're mm -hmm. talking about? Oh, I think, well. think they tried eating tobacco stuff yeah. too, but that was making him sick. Yeah, it does make, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're literally starving to death. There is no other choice but to eat the dead. They have no other choice. Wow. So they start talking about this from a religious perspective. Keeping in mind, these guys are very, very religious. They're, they're oh, raised in a yeah. very religious. Catholic. Yes, yes, like, yes. Yeah. Um, and so then they start comparing it to taking communion. And they <gasps> would say things like, if I were to die, what would I want my body to be used for? To be remain frozen on the side of the mountain or to help my brothers live and survive. And so now those that are living, they're all saying to the others, okay, if I die, please use my body any way that you can to get out of here. That's now that's what they're saying to each other after they're having, now they're having this conversation. Here's my body. Here's my body. So you. I'm giving you permission. 
I mean, that is very, that's, that's communion for sure. Okay. Oh, like, can we just talk about the layers of fucked up that is? Holy shit. Fucked up. But also, honestly, like they weren't going to leave the mountain any other way. Like now it's like, okay, we have to. Circle of life. And I hate to say it like that, but I mean, it's like, it's life giving life. Yes. Sustaining life. That's, yes. I mean, that's. Hardcore, it's like hardcore, an extreme situation, but but, but, but but to be completely honest, I mean, I would probably, like, I, I would hope that I would say the same thing. Yeah. So three boys get the job of harvesting the meat. Oh my God. These three boys are cousins to each other. They're, these three are related. Uh and they're on the right. And the reason they do this is to save the emotional burden of people knowing exactly who they're eating. So they're like, we will do it. No one will know who you're consuming. And they had to improvise tools. So they, they did happen to find an axe. They would use screwdrivers, um, made knives out of pieces of window plastic yeah. from the plane. So initially they would remove sections from the back and lay it on the fuselage to let it dry in the sun. Uh -huh. um, and then it would be consumed. Oh my God. Um, and even though the search was actually called off, obviously the families were not giving up. Sure. So yeah. Like, yeah. These <laughs> are our loved ones. Exactly. You would hope you would hope you'd have a family who would say the same thing. Yeah. So these families are consulting psychics and mediums and anybody they can think of that could potentially help them locate their loved ones. Their loved ones. When yeah, like that's that's the fucked up thing about, you know, psychics is like, you know, you have some of these people, I mean, fucked up but also, you know, they serve a purpose. Like, do I believe that some of them are, are, you know, actually psychic? Yes. Yes. I've, I've experienced something like that, but the majority of them are charlatans mm -hmm. at what price, like what price is comfort to a family? And, you know, sometimes they're providing quite a bit of comfort to people like, because well, they were desperate all too. intents they're gonna and do purposes. Yeah. You want to try to find nobody's helping all these flights and stuff. Like you still believe that you're, and I think that we're all connected, that you you have a feeling if somebody's alive or dead. Yeah. Um, I've experienced that. And and you know, you just innately know. And these people are, they're like, I know, I know that you know my loved one's still alive. I'm gonna try to do anything. You're throwing everything at the wall to see what's gonna stick. Of course. Of course you're doing that. Like just like they were doing anything to survive. People are gonna do anything they can think of to to, to help and find desperate. them. They're desperate. Um, one of the families started hiring helicopters and small planes to fly over the area that they assume believed they were in. Yeah. Just kind of based on the information that they had. Because this is based in, this is like back in the day, like the technology isn't nearly Early 70s, as good. Yeah. exactly. It's not like today we could say, oh, okay, well we had. We know exactly. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Satellite, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So now they have a source of food right they have a source of water they know how to make water uh, and some level of shelter with the fuselage right. 
And so now they're starting to get a routine. And I hate to say the word and feeling more comfortable, but comparatively speaking, from day one to yeah. now, I mean, they've, they've, they understand. At least they had, yes, they understand what to kind of what to do, what the what weather's weather, like, yeah, exactly. You know yes. what what to expect. Everyone probably has a job. So there's a group that's being formed that they call the Expeditionaries in this in this group of guys, and they're forming this group and they call them the Expeditionaries. And so the idea, the purpose of these guys was to see if they could find a trail. Um. Or to figure out and get, try to get a better view of the surrounding area. And so they would fashion snowshoes out of materials from the plane. Um, they would make try to make some sunglasses to protect their eyes. I mean, they were very, very resourceful. Oh, yeah. They find nothing of use. Um, but they're getting desperate because they are running out of food again. Oh, no. And so one night they go to sleep. And they hear this, like, rumbling. And it's just getting louder and louder. And suddenly, they are buried in snow from an avalanche. Oh, you were not kidding. It just continues to get worse. <laughs> worse. So the this avalanche occurred because the fuselage opening was faced uphill so like when the avalanche came down it's not like it went over the fuselage and they had an air pocket no 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 the snow went right into the plane oh my god and buried them in this plane uh and they're sleeping so now they're entombed yeah in snow in a plane on a mountain <laughs> So when it stopped, those that weren't covered, they start digging themselves out. Um, and they got it to a point where they could uncover their face yeah. so they could breathe. Then comes a second avalanche. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> These people cannot it's, win. I, no. If you want to go, okay, If I'm going to try to be like, not devil's advocate in this situation, but... These motherfuckers are not leaving the crash site. They are not trying to get out. Like they are not trying to better themselves. They're yeah. assuming that somebody's going to save them. Yeah. And like you have to try to you have to want to save yourself first. It's like RuPaul's quote like, you know, if you don't love yourself, how the hell is anyone else going to love you? Like uh -huh. but it's like if you want to save your like if you want to save yourself, you have to you do something. You can't expect someone else to be your savior. Not in the, especially you in this point. No. no. No, it's been over 10 days yes. and they're still not fucking learning it. No. Like like if I were a religious person like they are, I would be like maybe God's trying to tell me something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, get Eat people. No, 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 out. no. Yeah, leave. Leave the fucking crash site two avalanches well i tried i tried telling you guys like i sent one avalanche you didn't fucking listen sent a second avalanche you're still like you're still uncertain as to whether or not you should leave the area that you've been in they're entombed like this for three days shut up are like could you imagine sitting like that no. with your just being able to breathe for three days my husband's not even gonna be able to listen to this episode i know really no he won't be able to listen to it is, is that his that. like, That's his, his like, fear. 
His fear is like yes, being it, it claustrophobic. <sighs> I, I eight, cannot imagine. Eight men die. Of course they do. Only eight though. Including the captain. captain. So now I hate there's to say 19 it. Maybe men. Maybe it was worth it. Maybe maybe the captain was steering everyone fucking wrong. I don't know. So now there's 19 who are crammed into that space wow. that really could fit four comfortably. <gasps> oh my gosh. I, the silver lining is that they now had a new supply of food. Yeah, I mean, for them, that's exactly what they're thinking about. They're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. This will allow us to stay here for another fucking month. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> like, like well, this is going to have to end at some you point. You have to try <laughs> to leave. No one's going to save you. More people are dying. Like, how insane is that? We started with, okay, 45 passengers on this flight, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and then 20, okay, let's see, 28 people survived right the plane crash then you know we keep on going down keep on going down and like in in uh, the amount of people now we have 19 19 people or or like are left yes now we're down to 19 maybe we need to fucking do something different maybe we need to leave this area Mm -hmm. the expeditionaries (laughs) need to get on it expeditionaries need to get on it grab an arm Take mm-hmm. that's like a fucking uh, um, a granola bar. Yeah, an arm and a bar. <laughs> an, arm, an arm as a bar. Uh-huh. An arm bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, start start making that trek down. Yep. Do, some, do something. The issue now, too, is now they know who they are eating. Mm. Before they didn't. Now they will have to know who they're eating. Well, guess what? Fucking sucks to suck. You guys should have tried before. Like, it's just a whole new level of psychological terror. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Layers on layers. This is this onion keeps on unpeeling. And so, as the days go on, they start coughing and sputtering and realizing we are running out of oxygen. Because keep in mind, they're still entombed. Oh my God. So they're, to, they're eating these people while <gasps> entombed. entombed. They're like they're like entombed and they're like nom nom. Here's John. Nom, nom nom nom. Yes, that's what I'm saying. A whole new level of psychological terror. And and they're clearly not like yes, so these people I just feel are like clearly, their priorities are just a little off. They're and it's off, easy for us to say this, right, by the way. Let's right now. just make that clear. They but they've had like traumatic uh, encounter after traumatic encounter, and it's just like layered on top of each other. Yes, your brain is fucked. Yes, period. Especially when you're running out of oxygen, and you're running out of oxygen. So they finally, finally dig their way out. Which I, I'm not sure why they didn't do that days ago, but nonetheless, they finally dig their ways out. Their way out. Helplessness. But now, obviously, they've been eating much more than just backs. <laughs> they've been having to eat everything. And so some are saying we've we've just we're savages now. We've lost all humanity. We're just beasts. This is just us, yeah. We're just beasts. And others disagree and they said, No, 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 no. This is all about humanity. Um and it's just the pure essence of themselves. And again, they're starting to worry about what what's gonna happen when we run out of food. It's gonna happen again, by right. the way. <laughs> that will happen again. They've been starving it for isn't- a very long time. We're on day 
36. 36 we, over a month. We are now on day 36. And who knows if they're actually like recalling what this is. Like they probably don't know how much time's passed. You know, like mm-hmm. the passage of time. It probably seems like it's been forever since they've been there. Of course. Right? And who who in normal civilizations going, oh yeah, those guys are still alive. No one. Never, never. I would never. They're they're gone. They're dead. They're gone. Yeah. So 17th of November now. Oh my God. The expeditionaries, they start to uh, follow this little thing down the mountain. um, And they find a trail. Um, And they find some clothes and some boots and some food because they've discovered the front end of the fuselage. Oh. Or the sorry, the back end. Now they're at the back end of the fuselage. Okay. Um and they find a ba- the ba- a battery. Okay. Um but the battery is huge. They can't carry it back up to the where the radio is. That's at the front of the plane. Thank God. It's too big. So they got to need to bring the radio down to the battery. Yeah. So they've spent so much time trying to take something out of the cockpit to rig something up to communicate. I mean, they're spending all kinds of time. Like, I have a battery. We have some parts. We have some radio. But none of them know, none what, of them know what they're doing. Yeah. They spend eight more days trying to figure out how to make the radio work. Oh my God. And it was impossible. I mean, they're not in the right. They're not in the right. Yeah, right. They don't know what they're doing. There's the clear. They, they need parts that they don't have. They waste two weeks, two, two weeks, weeks. Oh my God. These people are infuriating. So they, <laughs> they find <laughs> more insulation from the, the plane to help them keep warm. Mm-hmm. Right. From this, the tail um so they decide we're gonna build a better sleeping space so they now um oh yeah so they continue to search they're, they're actually finding some luggage and things now yeah uh they find a camera so they start to document shut up the stuff do we have pictures there's pictures uh, I'm, I'm not going to show them here, but I will put links in the show for people to go look. Because if you're watching, I don't want you to force you to see it. Uh, you just you need to just go look yourself. So, warning, forewarning. Yeah. On the imagery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Looking. Fortunately, it's blurry like. and black and white, <laughs> so you don't really see the necessarily see gore and body parts, but it's not clean snow. Let me put it like that. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm looking while you're telling the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they, they decide they got to decide who is the strongest among them now to go get some help. I mean, they finally deduced that they've got, They've got to do something. They can't keep just trying to survive on the side of this mountain. Um, 
So they roll the dice, they start preparing, and they figure out the guys that are going to be the, the strongest and are going to be able to do this. And so they give them the most food. Right, which they makes sense. They give him the most clothes to keep them warm. Yeah. Um, they give them as much of these these beds that they tried to make so that they could just keep them as strong as possible during their trip to, to, to go get help. Fuck, dude. Um, I'm looking at the pictures. They uh-huh. look emaciated. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, they were using parts of the dead's forearms to create better insulation for their feet. To help oh keep their my feet gosh. warm. I mean, when I say they were being resourceful, I mean, they were doing every possible thing they could think of. Things that you wouldn't even think of. This is but Lord that you of the do Flies. Think, yes, that you do think of when you're in that situation. Oh my God. Ugh. So they packed them up as much as they could. They actually gave them 10 days worth of food and food, supplies, uh, spare clothing, lots of melted water. And they said, on your way, you are our last hope. Yeah. Hopefully you guys come you back. you got to come back and you've got to come back. Save us. Save us. We are now on day 61. What? <laughs> we were just on like day 34. <laughs> It's December 12th, and they head out. December 12th. Take them 61 days to finally go, we have no choice. We have to go on a trek. Regardless of where it takes us, we have to leave 61 days later. Kevin, this is infuriating. (laughs) (laughs) 61. They head out. They know it's west to Chile, so that's where they have to go. Thank God they know which way west is. Now, the pilot said over and over that they passed Rico, Correco. Oh, no. And they looked on a map. They had a map. And based on what the pilot said, the <sighs> valley should just be over that mountain, that big mountain right there. It should be on the other side. So we just got to get over that mountain. Oh, no. Little did they know they had not reached that city. That is not where they were. They were actually still in Argen Tina. Shut up. Wow. Wow. It takes them three days to get over that mountain that they said they needed to get over to get to yeah. the valley. Three days to get up that mountain. Three days. And the guys from camp could see them. Oh, they could see them they making could the- see them making yeah, the trek up the mountain. Yeah, So they'd go to sleep, wake up next day. See him going up the mountain. Go to sleep. Wake up the next day. See him see still him. climbing up the mountain. Yep. They get to the top. They finally get to the top. Finally get to the top. And what the fuck do they see? Oh my god! Tell me. More mountains, as far as the eye could see. Oh no. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I can't. I cannot. And you're, you're, you're expecting to see something and all you see is more mountains. You are, you have, you don't have very much like your brain is fucked at this point for many, a multitude of reasons. Multitude of reasons. But then you look up and you're like, 
holy shit. What? This is not we're, we're, we're what we thought. At, we're at, we, if we thought we were effed before, now we're effed. <laughs> if it now wasn't we're the, really effed. If it wasn't the flight crashing. If it wasn't the flight. If it wasn't the eating the bodies. If it wasn't the avalanche. If it wasn't the, the second, second avalanche, avalanche. If it wasn't being buried alive. If it was if it wasn't our stupidity at like spending trying two to make, weeks trying to make a radio work. Yeah. It's just oh, one thing after another. Can we also say, or, never mind. <laughs> so i'm sorry and there's two of them there's not three of them there's these, these there's two guys okay i, miss, I misspoke dudes. earlier yeah they are now on day eight of the trek oh my god so those guys back at camp it's eight days later they've got power to the radio so they're waiting to hear on the radio We're hey saved. we found survivors yeah that's what they're hoping to hear eight days later they still don't hear it but the two guys find a river. Now, if you know anything about survival, you know that if you find a river, you follow that well, downstream yes. because that will lead you to ultimately to something. Yes. People always live off of rivers and like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whether it's. So I, I could all imagine. I mean, I got kind of goosebumps when I read it. I'm like, because if I saw the river, that would be my in 60 Excuse me. Now, what is it? We are on day seventy-one or something. I finally find a river. I would be like, it would be like winning a million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. So they follow the river, and they actually get to the snow line. So now there's actually grass, and they see cattle. Oh my god! And so then they start following the cattle. Because where there's cattle, there, there are people. people. And it starts to get warm. And their food supply starts to go bad. <gasps> Hello. Uh, yeah. So now they're starting to get sick from the food because it's spoiling and by flesh. <laughs> yeah, by food. Yeah, I, not, I kept wanting to just use the word food, but we need to remember what it is. Yes, it's flesh. It's human flesh. And so they're getting diarrhea. They because they're still trying to can hardly it. walk. It is now day nine. They are on their last leg. I mean, Literal. they are literally just like. And someone else's we're about last to leg. Die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally. Literal last leg. And one of them says, <gasps> I see someone. Hallucination? No. It was a man on a horse. Shut up. We are now on day 69. And they're yelling to this man. But he can't hear them because the river is so wide and oh. so fast and so loud. He can't hear them. This is a nightmare. Living psychological nightmare. Oh, my God. And finally, by some miracle, the the guy on the horse look. They can see him looking at them, and they're yelling and they're waving and they're like, "Help!" But he can't hear. Yeah. And the one word they hear from the guy is "manana," and he leaves tomorrow. So they're like, "What does that mean?" Like. What? Like, why aren't you helping me? Like, what's tomorrow? Like, what do you, what, what's happening? Yeah. So now we're on day 70. 
70? Uh-huh. Day 70. Oh, my God. So that is sleep, diarrhea, dying, try to sleep. They stay in the place. By the river. They're... They stay right where they are. Yeah. Smart. It was actually smart. Okay. Okay. Because that's the first well... person to ever see them. So they knew someone had seen them, so they don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. The man comes back with his two sons on, that was on the river, on yeah. the horse. And they wave they wave them back up to the river They to motion them back to the river where it was narrower. And the man throws over this, excuse me, throws over this uh, piece of paper that was wrapped in a rock so he could get the piece of paper yeah. over the river so that they could write. Oh, okay. On the note. Yes. And so they did, and they threw it back, and it says, we come from a plane that crashed in the mountains. We have been walking for 10 days. Um, no food. Um, come get us. Oh, my God. And so now the guy on the other side of the river understands now how serious it is. He right. didn't know who they were before. They probably looked straggled. like crazy people. Just crazy people. I, if I would have seen them, like looking at those pictures, if I would have seen them, I would have thought these are fucking like They're schizophrenic crazy people. Crazy people. I don't, yeah, stay away. Yeah. But Not now, like, now he understands. I mean. Yeah. So he actually had brought back bread and he threw the bread across the river. Oh my so God. So now they have some bread. Nearest help was 10 hours away. So they leave. Right. Pretty soon, we are now on day 72. Oh, my God. The military guards arrive. Uh. But all the press gets wind of it. So all the press is coming. So I mean, this is... Everyone is... So they're like, wait, stop. Stop a second. You're telling me... That the men we were looking for 72 days ago, two of them have been found. This was the biggest story. Of course it was. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So. It's a story of survival. They swarm. Everyone swarms. It's absolute crazy. And all the press wants to know was, how did you possibly survive for 72 day, uh, days? How did, what did you eat? How did you survive? These two guys will not answer them. Yes. And they didn't think it was appropriate. Right. It, it wasn't appropriate. It's not appropriate, yeah. You know so, what the answer is. Let's be honest. You know what the answer is. You, yes. You have an idea, you have what, an the idea what the answer is. You have an idea of what the answer had to be. So, but they're not just trying to give support to their friends at this point. The guys on, on the mountain, they heard on the radio that, that they, were, they found. were found. So that's hope. Hope. Yeah. Hope. hope, hope, the first hope you've you've had in over 70 days. Yes. Over two months, two and a half months. Oh, my God. So now they know they made it. So they want to get back to the plane to show them, you know, because that's where they're going to get directed to is yeah. this plane. Um, and so the two guys were that found the, yeah, people, the found, help yeah. get on a plane 
Oh my and god! They're directing, right? Could you? Would you want to like, get oh, on a plane to save my friends? I probably would make myself. Yes, but at the same time, and you're like, if I crash again, <laughs> like, like I've had one piece of hope in the past two fucking months. Yes, you're telling me to get I back, get on, back a plane? on a plane. Last thing I want to do is get cleaned, lay in a bed, and eat a fucking ceeseburger. I don't want to get back on that plane, but you know your friends. You're like, you know what yes. they've gone through. You, yeah. you, 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 would, you would do would it. Help you would them. do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the pilot keeps saying, you guys are crazy. This is not, you're lost. You're lost. This is, you're, you're, you don't know you're, what you're, don't what you're doing. Yeah. And they're like, you better effing listen to us. We know what we're talking about. We yeah. know where to go. Yeah. We just did it. Well, the guys back on the mountain, real, they go, Oh shit. We've got to clean this place up. They're going to come here and see this. We we've got to we can't leave it like this. Right, right. We have like fingers and bones There's and shit all over the place. Meat drying on the plane. There's yeah. like blood everywhere, you know, their their slaughter area. I mean, could you um, okay. No. No. So no. they're like, we've got, it was like a living graveyard. Like, we've got to do something. Yeah, we have to, let's tidy up. To tidy up. Well, the copies, you can't, it's snow. It's not like you're going to be able to bury all of, it's not possible. No. But they did the best that they could. Um. But the stench, can't hide the stench. No. And all the blood and all this, I just, I just blood ugh, on snow, oh like God. anything on snow, just shows up yeah. straight away. So they do the best they can. Finally, the helicopters arrive. But guess what? They could only fit six people. Oh. So they go down. They quickly pick up six and they leave. So who do you choose That's, to be I, the six? Right. You would have to choose the people who need to leave the, most. the quickest. Yeah. So now those guys had to stay there. Another night. Oh my God. But okay. But at least you could, you I know, could be, you know, they're coming back. You know that they're coming back. You know, that they know where you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know that you're not going to have to like, uh, that like, would, that would the give end you, is in sight. that would give you. Yeah. Abilities to, to do, do, to do that another night. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So they, uh, they go back, they pick up the rest. And the the pilots later said when they arrived, they were scared to see all of the blood and these crazy people, how they looked. They yeah. hadn't they looked crazed in those pictures for two and a half months. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? No. Unrecognizable. No, savages. Like they're, savages. they're savaged. Yes. They have been sat. They have been savage because they had to be. It, it is people who are up against everything. Yes. They, they have not been able, like, you know, things that we're used to in normal society. They have not had any of any of those comforts. Right. You know, these people are, you know, dressing, you know, with, dead people's outfits, you know, like they don't, mm -hmm. nothing fit, fits them very well. They've probably lost like, Oh my God. So much weight. I mean, right. they look emaciated. Gaunt and so gone. crazy. Oh God. Yeah. No, yeah. Just, the last thing when, when you're eating human beings, the last thing you're going to think about is how does my hair look? 
Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. You're not going to be thinking about oh, how you're... this doesn't fit very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like this fit. Oh, gosh. Does... Like, like, is my hair out of place? No, that's not what you're thinking of. No. You're thinking of where, like, hopefully I'm not going to get sick again from eating my friend. I can't even... Yeah. I cannot. I cannot. So, we have a total of 16 survivors, 29 perished. 16! That's still unfathomable. It's it's unfathomable. I mean, I think about it, and would you want to be a part of the 16, or would you want to be the first, like, three, or the back three rows that just died straight away? Oh, right. That is a good question. So, November 22nd, no, uh, sorry, November 1st, no, sorry, November 22nd, that first group was taken. November 23rd was when the second group was taken. So, 72 days after that crash, they had ultimately gotten all survivors. 72-day nightmare. 72-day psychological nightmare. And, and was it, was, did that guy, did the guy who had the cigarette, was he one of the survivors? Who knows? I, I do know they have their names, but when I was reading about the guy, the people, the way people were reacting after the crash, I don't know that I got the name of the guy who was smoking the cigarette. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Um, but I will have links, uh, in, in, um, our show, it talks about um, show the flight path, uh -huh. um, shows some of the links to the pictures that you were looking at a moment ago, the yeah. names of the survivors. And there's actually, they wouldn't talk about it for the longest, longest time, which you can imagine. Like why I don't, you don't need to, I don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Like I don't need to, but they did. I don't really need to relive it. Relive it. They very actually finally, very recently, the, they started the three of the survivors talked about it. There's such a stigma attached to people who eat other people, rightly so, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like it's so like it's so rich for us to sit here and be like, you ate your friends. Like, ew. And that's what you know? happened because the new all the newspapers would do was say, Oh, they survived like cannibals. Yeah. And survivors eat their buddies and yep. just eat their teammates, which yes. oh my God. Like, like the, your, your whole life is just not just like significantly changed. It has, but like you will, you're never going to be the same person. No, you will like to even live a normal quote unquote normal life Yeah, is, I mean, three of fuck. the, so as of this very day, mm -hmm. 15 of those 16 survivors are still alive. Oh my God. And a few of them have gone on to extremely successful careers and just like, like unobscure things, you know, I don't know, like a business finance or you know, sure. whatever. Right. So they, and I, I, I can only attribute it to probably love and support of their family, but they didn't like lose their shit. Like they continued to live and survive and grow and remain human. Yeah. Still having your humanity. Humanity, that's the word. I, I. What I also wonder is like if you've had such 
a traumatic experience. Like I know traumatic experiences tend to make people um, want to uh, to be better, to be better, mm-hmm, and to try mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. But if you have a situation like that where you're up against everything, you've somehow come out the other end. It's like, well, what what do I have to lose at this point? Right. Like I wonder if that thought process has also played a role in success. Wonder. Or or the very the very opposite, you know not being successful or not try, you know, I, I don't know. The other thing that helped them and I'll kind of close with this is that, you know, people were just totally hung up on the cannibalism. I mean, right. that was the, it wasn't the fact that they survived for 72 days yeah. on a mountain. It wasn't like all of the resourcefulness and, and things that they did. It wasn't anything about that. It was about that. They ate humans. That's all it was about, which is terrible. And, Eventually, the Pope, remember, they're very religious. Very Catholic, yeah. The Pope intervened and spoke up and said, Christ gave his body in communion. So they did the right thing. Stop judging them. The Pope said this. Wow. Wow. So I would imagine as someone, if I was that religious Mm -hmm. and your Pope said that to the the population, the Catholic population about you, wouldn't you think that would just be such a weight lifted off of your shoulders? Yes, it it would be huge. I think even if you weren't Catholic, but especially if you're Catholic, having someone say, you did what you had to do, stop giving them shit. Like, right. Here's why. And and here is exactly why. Mm Mm-hmm. Your your Jesus, your Christ, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Kevin. Was that nuts? <laughs> like nonstop. I I f- it, it doesn't end, and and you had kind of hinted at that to me uh-huh. that it ha- didn't end, uh-huh. and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Wow. All all I could hope is that I would you know, be able to, that uh, any of us would be able to handle it with the grace that they did. Yes. Because I agreed. Hopefully none of us have to experience anything like that in our, in our life. I would never wish that upon a single person. No, ever. never, never. Yeah. Wow. I feel okay. like I need like, um, a serotonin or dopamine. <sighs> <boost after laughs> exactly. that. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> It was hardcore, but thanks for listening. And thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the story. How fascinating. I've never heard of it. Good. All right. Good. I'm glad. All right. Well, uh, as always, you guys, um, thank you for listening. Don't forget, uh, you can access all of our stuff on our website. 11 minutes. uh, Excuse me. I can't believe I said that. (laughs) Oh my God. My brain just went off on a tangent. Um, yeah, the bizarreaf.com. Yeah. You can see our videos on Spotify. You can see us on YouTube. And if you're streaming on podcasts, audio, we got all of the links Everything. to all of that. Yeah. You can actually on our anchor website, you can leave us a voicemail. If you want to comment on something, we can yeah. play you on air, talk about you. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, give us a little, uh, a little comment or like the podcast or like us on all the social medias. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we have fun. We do. All right. Thanks, Thanks. everyone, for listening. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.